What's up, guys? It's Friday, 1 o'clock, about 1, couple minutes after 1. Today, we do the same show every single Friday. We're trying to bring somebody in, but this is the Mark Jennison Show. Live. I think it should say live in there somewhere. But actually, you guys know it's come live because we come live every single day. Uh, we're bringing something to you. But I want to take a minute and drop something on you. Like a, I like to start off with a personal piece of motivation. And obviously, this one right now is whatever you're going through. Like right now, we're all dealing with certain things. Right? I'm going to bring a man in today who's helped me get through some, some things in my life. We've probably helped each other more times than, than we could realize. But we never give up. It's the same thing. But we just had a conversation about that. Never give up. Everyone's going through something. We keep cruising. But I wanted to introduce you guys to... Um, he's a friend of mine, okay? So many of you guys that follow me or on my personal page or whatever, you guys know the struggle that I went through, how I came into the car business. Not a lot of people know the ins and outs of how um, my life was saved or the actual like experience that I went through besides this guy because I can't even remember it because I was so fucked up, to be honest with you. But that was kind of the point of it. So today, I'm going to bring in Scott Kunis. And this is the first time that we've been able to do this. I've been, I've been gone now for a little over a year, but I've been making these shows for almost two years, I think. Like a year, 18 months, something like that, whatever. And this is actually the first time we're able to get together. So, Scott, come on down, man. Thanks, Mark. You get to go on this side. Uh, right that side? Yeah. What's up, brother? Thanks for coming on. Let's do this. All right, so today, this is Scott Cutis. I'm going to tell you a couple things about him before I let him take over and tell a little bit about yourself. Scotty, we grew up, well, you came from Illinois, right? Mm -hmm. But obviously we met at some point in high school. I was a little, I'm a year or two older, I think. Yeah. I'm way cooler, obviously. Right. <laughs> but no, so we, we, we kind of got to know each other at the end of high school. Your dad came up and bought the dealership. But um, you're now the, you're running a, a store. Mm -hmm. um, your whole family's been in the car business forever. Pretty much. Been, yeah. Really. So well, actually, size, size, let's like, elaborate on that. Yeah. I'll let you guys tell these guys about you. Yeah, so my whole family, uh, my, my grandfather started in the car business, uh, you know, back in the in the fifties, and my dad uh, um, worked for him, and then ended up uh, marrying my mom, who actually her dad owned a car auction in Mannheim, Chicago. It is now, but okay. uh, yeah, so a huge car auction that he owned. So it's just the whole the whole family's been in the car business forever and ever. Your brothers, all your brothers, all so brothers, and I see, my sisters I see your now. sister in there now making videos and stuff like that. Luckily, we got enough stores to keep us spread out, you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and tell them how many stores you guys got. We got twelve stores right now. I mean, this this is on you, obviously. Not yeah. this is. We'll bring G Money in one day, hopefully. But one right day. now, this is about you. I'd have to pay big bucks to get him in. <laughs> but um, so you guys got twelve stores. Mm -hmm. uh, you're a father. Mm -hmm. You're a Christian. We go to the same church. Mm -hmm. You actually stayed back and came to my baptism. Yep. Um, what else about you? What, what, before we get into it, rat rally, what, what do you do? What do you do for fun? That kind of stuff. Yeah, you know, I'm besides a, pick up mad chicks. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a father and, uh, you know, recently uh, divorced father. So, you know, the past couple of years have been a real learning experience for me in terms of just, just daily life, you know. And um, like we talked about before, there's no playbook for life, right? There's, right. you know, everybody can say that there is, right? Um, but you know, as you get older, you start to realize that there really isn't. And it's about like what you said, it's about grinding, getting up every day, dominating, go, going after it again and again and again. And, and I love that, that poster that you, you posted out there the other day or that you're having to make bigger about your goals because it really is all about that. So, you know, in my daily life, uh, you know, I run a store now I run our, our uh, one of our biggest stores. It's in Antioch, Illinois. Um, I have 45 minute drive every day, so I listen to you. I listen to a lot of different podcasts, Tim Ferriss, uh, Joe Rogan, those kind of guys, and they just it helps me kind of keep going on that. But so the drive has actually been a nice thing for me. Has it been really? Yeah, yeah, I've, I've loved it because I've got about 40 minute drive, so it's like a perfect amount of time for me to kind of hype up my day with uh, just learning something, just just trying to figure this whole thing that we call life out. Church is huge for that. I mean, so 
Um, but yeah, I, I you know we met in high school, and uh, then we you know we met through what Isogenics. Isogenics back and forth. Well, I, you know I've been buying cars yeah. from you guys. Yeah, you bet. Um, I don't know that I ever bought from you or at the time, but I bought from Danny, and you're always yeah. a pain in the ass. <laughs> I still have a pain in the ass. I mean, deal with me. I actually before we get too far because it's yeah. on my mind right yeah. now. Last month. How'd you do? Tell these guys about your month. You broke records last oh, month. That's yes. what you're about. We're about right. smashing records. Smashing records. Yeah. So uh, Antioch's record was 182. Delvin's record, they just said the previous month was 226. Uh, so we ended up with uh, 230 uh, sales in, uh, in Antioch last month in April. And, and that's so, the, the group record, right? That's the group record now. Most yeah. ever. Yeah, most ever. And uh, we actually, you know, Ray Chevrolet's been there forever and ever. Always eats our lunch. We beat them by thirty cars last month. Yeah. And so at Ray Chevrolet, you guys do a great job. I don't want to knock anybody there because you guys do a great job. And that's what. But that's you could beat them if you bought some of my training, though. <laughs> and, but that's really what it's about, though. It's about it's about finding those people that, that push you to the next level and just having them next door. I mean, that, that pushes us to the next level. It's finding those people that you want to get to their level, you know. So. Um, but yeah, 232 cars. You came down and gave a, a, a speech and uh, or 230 cars, sorry, uh, 230 cars, and you came down and gave a speech to my guys. And at the, you know the end of the month of, of March and in April, we just killed it. Awesome, yeah, that's awesome. I want to talk. So before we get into a couple things about you later, I want to. A lot of people ask me about selling cars, and like I like we just mentioned, you know anybody can jump on the internet. Like I'm, I'm becoming, I don't want to say internet famous, but at the same time in the car world, I'm becoming internet you're like, famous. You're like Kim Kardashian of cars. I'm like the Kim Kardashian of cars, dude. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Actually. I'm going to get that tattooed on my back. Um, you need butt implants. <laughs> you get butt implants? You gotta get that. Uh, but, so I'm going to, I'm going to tell you guys now before, so we knew each other and obviously I knew your dad, you, you're, you know, your next heir to the throne, you're, you own, you run the stores, you're the GM. Um, but it was coming off of like two relapses ago or three. I don't remember how many it was. Mm -hmm. um, I actually went, remember, I tried to go get a job at Delvin Ford. And Bill Eater, I talked about this to him. Hopefully he's watching because he's here. Bill Eater interviewed me. Before I even talked to you, he interviewed me. He, uh, he thought it would be good. And then the two managers passed on me. Mm -hmm. You remember that? Yeah, and I they remember. Didn't, they didn't give me a job. Yeah. And I went back to the gym and I had the big beard. And, yeah. remember, and I was like... I was you, inter you interviewed in a uh, you interviewed in a hoodie in a, hoodie. <laughs> in a black hoodie black hoodie and sweatpants <laughs> at the gym literally this is this I tell that so yeah so they denied me and then I remember I was I was uh, I was like fuck what do I do sitting in the back corner of the gym feeling sorry for myself because I couldn't even get a job selling cars at the time and I I knew I had your phone number to boom I texted you you said come see me. And I'd like history. to say the rest is history, the but I, is history. I think it's still being made, to be honest with you. I remember the first day you started, it snowed. Remember yeah. that? Yeah. And uh, I don't even think you had gloves. Like, you came in, and I, I don't think you knew what to expect. And I was out in the plow truck, and I was like, ah, I'm just, sorry, bro. Just just hang out. out. Move cars. Hang out. You, you find <laughs> keys. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was my first day. It was a nice day. It was, it was sunny. Yeah, it was sunny, but yeah. Just had a bunch of snow. Um, so then let's talk a little bit. Just so I can let, you know, I'm looking for the social proof. I'm just going to be honest when I talk to my audience. The truth is everything that I've done has been verifiable and it's all verifiable through him. The payrolls, uh, payroll account, my check sales we put up here and the fact that I'm just awesome. But we, uh, I've never been wanting to be short on right. believing in myself, right? Yeah. Um, what was it like working with me? Let's talk. You got to work with two different marks. Yeah, for sure. For sure I worked with two different marks. Because a lot of people don't realize that that fucking halfway through the year is when, I, is when you put me in rehab. Mm-hmm. What was it? So I came in and I was, you know, I remember watching Randy Rollins. I had this epiphany and he was, uh, he wasn't taking a lot ups. He wasn't, he was, you know, he'd been around for years, right? They built the corner out. And I'm like, dude, I need to have what he has. 
and I had this work ethic, but what was it like watching somebody who start from where, basically started from nothing to losing everything again? I remember one time I came back and you said, yeah, you can come back, but you're not gonna get your, your leads. Remember you took the leads away yeah. from me? So the, the two different times, what was it like for these guys? <clears throat> and then we're gonna talk the common threads about. I, I'll tell you, you know, I, I was talking with these guys here, they're asking me what, you know, what I wanted to talk about. And, and uh, I was like, I don't know, what do you guys want to talk about? How to manage Mark? Because it's impossible. But uh, <laughs> no, but seriously, it, it, it um, you know, when you came in, I, obviously I, I knew your, your drive, your work ethic, what you had done, what you, where you had been. Um, I knew about your problems. I knew, you know, we, we were friends. We talked about it a lot. And right. I knew um, that you could be good, that you could have a, a, an opportunity with this. Uh, you just have, you know, a gift with people, a gift for, for speaking. Um, and, and, but the most incredible thing about you is your drive, is your work ethic. Um, so, you know, we talked about that and, when, and, and I remember you always were looking for the secret. Always, you know, you wanted to find like the cheat code, like A, A B, A, B, up, down, up, down. What is it? Select start, right? You wanted to find that, right? Yeah. And you used to talk, you said, come sit in my office and talk to me about it all the time. And, uh. And I'd be like, Mark, you know, there isn't a cheat code. And, and I think you, if anybody figured out the closest thing to a cheat code, you did, right? Right. Because uh, you sold a ton of cars. But, you know, I remember you coming in there and being like, man, I set 16 appointments today. I didn't have a show. I didn't have a show. And it's like, and it, you were just distraught about it. And then just getting you past that, getting you to keep on going, keep pushing, keep going, keep trusting in the process that you and I had developed together, really, you know, and Ron right. Hutter was part right. of it, and and the, and the process that we developed together for you to sell cars, you know, and, and and how we could duplicate it for all of our sales guys and bring them all to the next level. And um, so, you know, before working with you, you know, especially before rehab, um, I was wild at that time. Yeah, what is that? Like we call it B R A R, like before <laughs> rehab, after rehab, right? Yeah, so yeah, you, yeah. Were, you were you were wild, and but it was amazing. Like you still never stopped. You know, you I, you know. And, and I, shame on me, I can almost never tell when you were strung out or whatever it may be, um, because you just never stopped. You just kept going. You just kept grinding. You kept going and going and going. And after rehab, when he came back, I mean, it was a whole different person. Like I said, that's when the process really started to develop. That's when, I believe so, too. That's when, that's when the things started to happen that got you to the level you're at today. That's when we started doing, you're doing 30 cars by yourself. And Because yeah. I remember when you were coming back and, you know... <laughs> Before rehab, you used to say, uh, you know, why do you still got these guys around? I'll just sell all the cars. Why do you still got these guys? You know what I mean? And 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 while you may be right on some, it's like you gotta after rehab, you learned how to elevate them rather than right. rather than look down on them, right? And I think that was just where your mind was at at the time, right? You're you you're like, I can do this all strung out, you know? Oh, I can't. These guys do it, you know? And and after that, you realized, hey, you know, it's not. Like I said, there is no cheat code. It's there's just no a matter code. of grinding and going every day, pushing every day. You know, best time to sell a car is after the last time you sold a exactly. car, right? But, you know, when you get into those slumps, like like I said, you come in, 16 appointments, none of them showed, you know. One thing I tell my guys all the time is that that did happen a couple times mm -hmm. is the math never lies, though, right? No, Maybe 16 lies. didn't show up my dad, 8 the next day, 8 the next day, and boom, 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 I sold a bunch of them, right? right. It never freaking failed. For right. We always looked at it at the end of the month. I do want to say before we get too far, and like I said, I'm not here to make this about me, but no. there was one thing that um, I would come to you the first five months before rehab, and I would be like, so what do you think, man? I got, I'm going to hit 20 or I'm going to hit 30 or whatever it was going to be. And you're like, it's working out. Or you, what did you say? I can't remember too exactly what it was verbatim, but... 
Yeah, so far it's working out so good, or we'll see something to that effect. It kept driving me, it kept pushing me, it kept pushing me. So as much as you want to tell me that I was wild, I was fucking trying to make you happy and make it. Because I believe when I came to work, we were on the same team. Mm-hmm. Like I, I really thought, thought I was a business, and I was coming here to work with you, not for you, but work with right. you to help double our numbers. Because I, I legitimately feel like I, you and me, and obviously the rest of the team now, but we, we took it to where it is now. Now you got Teddy down there. Now you got. Um, the team, well, you got all your yeah. stuff in your yeah. place, but the whole place is elevated to. Right, we were relatively small. Yeah, when we, when, I mean, when I started out there, we were doing forty. Right. You know, each store. Um, you know, and by the time we left, and before, I left before before you, it was like twenty, right? I mean, yeah. Tash didn't like you guys bought it, and it was right. They, you know, they were averaging about twenty, and the other store was averaging close to thirty, if not thirty, right and around. And that's a there. franchise dealership. franchise dealership, right? Yeah. So you had a whole dealership doing 30 and 30, right? Exactly. You know? I came <laughs> so. in and doubled though they were doing. <laughs> um, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no, but yeah. So coming in and, and we, you know, I came in. We had it, we'd had it about a year, and uh, we were averaging about 40, 45 cars, 45 cars. And uh, I came in. We started to pick that number up. You came in. We really started to pick that number up. Um, and yeah, now they're 90s, 100s. And they're always pretty much about yeah. a 100-car store. Yep. So yep. in like about three years? Both, right next to Four years? Yeah, three years. Three years on it? Three years. Almost four, 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 almost four, four years now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it sounds to me like you got a knack. I mean, I know this obviously doesn't sound to me, but you got a knack for it because you went, you built up Elkhorn. I mean, before Elkhorn, you were part of Ford over there, but mm-hmm. you did the used car stuff, right? Yeah. And you did something there. But then you came in and you started GM your own stores and you built those up. And then now you're down at uh, Antioch and you built up. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Right now we're, um, it's all, you know, and, and I love the things that you do about goal setting because that's really key, uh, is, is just setting goals and that's in life in general, you know, and that's something that I've really learned in the past, you know, couple of years. Um, but yeah, we set a goal for ourselves at the beginning of the year that we wanted, uh, first six months of, of, um, of the year, we wanted to increase sales 15%. And then I said, and that'll be, you know, just the test period. Cause that's when I will start putting my process. But once the process really starts working after that six months, We'll, we'll increase in twenty five percent. So far, we've hit, we've blown away those goals. Just blown them away. So we've hit them. We've hit the number for the fifteen percent increase every month. And of course, uh, our goal last month was one seventy eight, and we did two thirty, which is so phenomenal. Yeah, Forty two more. Yeah, yeah, we're a little bit past that. Well, this is a time where um, we t- we talked enough about me. We're going to come back. I want to talk a little bit about top producers and what it took to grow that. A little bit more about your story, where you're going with the future, and then advice for car salesmen or actually maybe not car salesmen. I'm gonna let you just have the floor and talk about. Like there is some GMs out there. There's some finance guys that follow me and I don't have those answers. Right. I really don't. Yeah. That's not my yeah, thing. Yeah, you guys so. have any questions for me? GMs, managers, salespeople, I don't care. Salespeople looking for a job, he's probably a good guy. <laughs> Hit me up. We're gonna take a break real quick. Yeah. All right, we're back. So I just was thinking over the break for a minute. I wanna come back and talk about top producers, because basically the way that my 30 and 30 reloader program is going is I'm trying to help people hit the six figure mark because right. obviously that's what I did in the first year of the business. Right. And um, I want to take a minute real quick because you do have, you guys got 12 stores and you're, you got your hand in and all of them and you know, every single person you you've worked with your brother who was amazing at selling cars mm-hmm. myself, a couple other people, uh, Mike Myers, uh, Eric Bird, Dan Jr. Dan Jr. Yeah. Ju- yeah, Jr. Whatever. I'm sure there's some other guys out there we're missing. Yeah. But let's talk about the common thread. I mean, I'm sure give your guys down in um, Antioch. I'm sure you got someone there. You need to throw some props to. Others are gonna be pissed off at you. But- <laughs> yeah, Chewy Anthony. I mean, I, I got an amazing crew in Antioch. All the guys down there. And really, what I could, you know, what I find with the guys, the, the top producers, and and it's so. It's so uh, 
it's so not our culture in America, but it's so the style that you need to have is they just don't worry about anybody else, right? Of course, they're competitive. Of course, they want to see what the other guys are doing, but they don't care. They don't care what the other guys really are doing. They're going to do what they know to do to get them to the next level. You know, the, the, the minute you start talking about, well, that salesperson got this book, or that salesperson did this, or that guy skated me, or this happened, or, or this guy always gets all the best stuff, or this guy, why? You know what I mean? Right. Like, they, people talk about luck, and yeah. I absolutely believe in luck. Hey, I, I was lucky. I won the genetic lottery, right? I, I was, I was you know, Greg Kunis' son. You know, exactly. whatever it may be. You know, everybody in the United States won the genetic lottery just by being born here, yeah. right? Just but, by being a human being. But um, but it's not it's not about luck. Luck is created. Luck's created through opportunity, and you have to go out and create that opportunity. Um, you know, and so a lot of these guys that are the top producers, man, they just they just look for opportunities every single day, every day. You know, I you know I sat down to have some wings and, and uh, a beer at Harpoon Willie's and started talking to a guy. Boom! There's an opportunity. He's coming in tomorrow to buy a car. He, 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 they're constantly looking for opportunities. You always have to be looking for it. These guys that sit there and, and, and get on Facebook or whatever it may be and just kind of wait for something to fall in their lap, it's not going to happen. And I know that that sounds cliche and that's what everybody's saying right now, but it's really what it's about. Because if you start to look at what other people are doing, you're not gonna you're not gonna concentrate on your game. You know, I hear it all the time. My guys will start talking about what Ford Delvin's doing or what Ford Chevy's doing or what Ray's doing next door. And I always say, guys, stop. Stop. Let's concentrate on our game. If we play our game, you guys game, are listening out win. there. Yeah, if we, if we play our game, we're going to win. You know, you can put – I don't care. You could go out and be a wide receiver for the Patriots right now, and you're going to do pretty damn good, right? Because the Patriots play their game, right? Except you got small hands. No, I'm just kidding. No, I'm just kidding. But, but you know, they, they go out there and they play their game. It's – they don't worry about what the other team's doing. Of course, they're gonna they're gonna figure out the other team's weaknesses and then exploit their game. You know, they exploit those weaknesses with their game. Right. They're gonna cater their game to that. But they're not gonna worry about how the how the other team's gonna try to stop them. Right? They're not worried about that. They're gonna exploit the weaknesses in the defense and they're gonna go for it. That's life, man. If you're if you're worried about what everything everybody else is doing, what everything else is coming at you. You're going to lose. You have to worry about playing your game. If you focus on your game, that's all you got to do. Gary V says something. You know, everybody always talks about, oh, I want to work on my weaknesses. Gary V always says, he always says, man, I exploit my strengths, right? LeBron James wasn't worried about, wasn't worried about his math test, right, when right. he was in high school. He was worried about basketball. basketball all day, all day, all day. That's why he's the greatest in the world. You know, Tom Brady's not worried about his golf game. He's worried about his, his football game. That's Very why true. he's the GOAT, right? So, you know, don't worry about So how do you find – So, because I agree with you 100%. And, and you just completely spoke to my audience. We're going to take that clip out and I want to put it back. Just so you know, I want to put that clip back into my special. For those of you guys that aren't on the program, the Mastermind, the 30 and 30 Reloader program. We're going to put it back there. I want to replay it so you guys can hear it. But there's got to be – that's obviously one thing. But there's qualities that make them up. What do you think the top three qualities are? I believe um, it's your mindset, obviously. <laughs> willingness to do whatever it takes mm-hmm. and resilience. Absolutely. I mean, those are the, 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 it's, yeah. I mean, I've seen guys, my guy Chewy out there right now, and I'll I'll give him a shout out. uh, Jesus, Jesus Cardoza, if you guys are looking for, we call him Chewy. Uh, Yeah, my guy Chewy, man, you would, if you talk to him, the first time I talked to him, I thought, how is this guy the top producer? I mean, he's a super nice guy and everything, but he's kind of soft spoken. He's not out there. Um, But he's, man, he's just consistent. He's resilient. If, if I'm sitting at that at the desk, I mean, he's the first one to come up to me. He's like, okay, I got these three working. What, what can we do on these three? And can we call this guy? Can we, you know, he's the first one up there. He's resilient. He doesn't stop. He doesn't quit. He keeps pushing for that. And he's been in the business for six months. He came, 
I think he was working at a factory before. That. Really? Yeah. And uh, came over to us and, and uh, yeah, consistently 20 plus cars a month, you know, and he's just, wow. he follows the process. He doesn't act like he knows it all. He doesn't act like he's smarter than the next guy. He doesn't worry about what the other guys are doing. He plays his game, man. He, he goes up. You know, he's got his people. He's got he's the first one out on the lot. He's the first one to take him up, and he plays his game. Same thing with you know my guy Anthony too. And, uh, I got a lot of guys down there, Aaron Olson. You know, a lot of these guys that I'm real proud of the way that they these guys down there work. Because you know when I came in, I hate firing people, but we did. We we moved some people out. Um, that just comes with the territory. It comes with the territory, right? Because. You gotta, you gotta take the cancer out. And the truth is, you're there to win. You didn't show up at work to suck, you guys. If they showed up to suck, they should go. And I would do the same thing in my place here. Yeah. If you suck, you suck. <laughs> yeah. And you know, it's. Uh, so watch that, John. It's time. <laughs> I heard a great one the other day. It's time to unleash their talents on the competition. You know, when, yep. you, when you let them go, right? Yep. You, get, you know, let them go. My dad always says, let them go be good somewhere else. You know, they could be good for us. Um, but, I, you know, I'm a believer in train, retrain, replace. You know, it. it I'll, I'll work with you as much as I can, but if I feel like you're not getting it, I, I got to replace it. And it's no hard feelings, right? So, but in any case, um, but unless yeah. you're me, then you get a second chance. Yeah, yeah because you get a second chance. You're right, you get, a little bit above average. Yeah, you, you got like 50 chances. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead before we jump into the management portion. <laughs> no, yeah, but uh, but the, it is. It's resiliency. I mean, you think about the best baseball players in the world. You know, they hit you know 300, right? That's right. great. You know, best. Best uh, salespeople close it, you know, 30%, 40%, you know what I mean, of the leads that they get, you know. So it, it is about their resilience. It's about having that short-term memory going in again and, and, and continue to work the process. The minute you start taking shortcuts, the minute you start not playing your game, is the minute you start losing. It's the minute that you're doing six to eight cars. One of the things you used to say all the time in the uh, the morning meetings, because you know, even even when I before I got before I left, I think the last day that I was there, I went up. We still had all our all the things we wrote up mm-hmm. from the whole year and a half or whatever, or the that year, the, all the stuff up on the boards. I went through. I reminded myself daily of everything that you said about. But one of the things is the path. Don't take the path of least resistance. Yeah, that and I find more. so often that these car guys, like you said, I was looking for the magic shortcut or something mm-hmm. like that. I don't necessarily think that I was looking for a shortcut. I was just trying to figure out how to play the game. Right. Right. right, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. How to play the game better than anybody else. But then what happened is I did come up with some shortcuts. Yeah, I figured out how to do it. Um, but the path of least resistance, I find so often that people are trying to cut corners, like you said, mm-hmm. and that was what wants to bring me into the manage, like the management mode, which I know nothing about. I'm not a manager. Um, what is it like managing a team of people? Um, speak directly to my audience of those managers, the finance guys. Uh, tips you can do for them. How to how to manage their team better? You got the floor on this one, brother. Yeah, you know, man, management is a tricky thing, and it, it's tough. I, you know, we always, sales guys are always looking like it's, it's like the magic thing. Like I've arrived. Like I'm a sales manager now, you know. And and, uh, and manageritis is what your dad oh, told me. Oh yeah, he said he had manageritis. Yeah, every yeah, and so many guys come in with manageritis. And I'll tell you guys, uh, if you can do what Mark is, you know, did before, and if you guys can copy him and do. You know, 30 cars in 30 days and make, you know, a bunch of money that stick with that because you're going to have way less stress. But um, focus on your on your craft first. But uh, in any case, yeah, managers, you know, it. I listen, like I said, I listen to a lot of podcasts and one of the Tim Ferriss ones that I almost skipped was he was talking to a, a dog trainer that does the dog agility work. Right. Okay. And she's like the Michael Jordan of dog trainers. Right. And Can she uh, dunk? <laughs> yeah. Right. 
Uh, she teaches dogs to dunk. But no, I'm kidding. Perfect. Yeah, uh, but no, she's she's won you know 15 grand championships or whatever it may be. And I got the numbers. I can't even remember her name, which is unfortunate. Uh, I'll try to look it up or something and shoot it to you. But um, yeah, just come back and put the link in. The, yeah, yeah. In so. But what was she, and it wasn't that she was t- like talking about how you can link dog training to management. She was just talking about her life and dog training. And so often I feel like that's the way where I learn the most is when I'm just listening to somebody who's maybe a great performer somewhere else and they're just talking about their life and how, how they figured it out. There's so many things you can apply. Um, but she talked about, you know, there's three ways to train a dog. There's positive reinforcement, negative reinforcement, and then there's behavioral modification, right? If you if you are not consistent with your dog, right, it's going to it's gonna keep – if the dog is consistently pulling on the leash because it wants to chase a squirrel, and it's pulling on the leash, pulling on the leash, pulling on the leash, and you go ahead finally one day and you decide, I'm going to let it off. I'm going to let it off the leash. And it's it's going to go after that right? squirrel. Right? So what's it going to do the next day? Probably go after that squirrel. It's going to try to go after that squirrel. It's going to pull on that leash again, right? And it's going to. So everything you do in a day-to-day basis is, it, it is, is affecting your employees, right? If you are just constantly zigging, zagging, saying one thing, doing another, you know, uh, changing this process or doing this, and obviously, I mean, we have to always kind of adapt and, and evolve to the situations that are that are around us. And obviously, I had to adapt and evolve to you, right? <laughs> it's just like a whole different kind of management style, right? But. Um, it's called loose management. <laughs> yeah, it was loose management. It was like, ah, you just try, <laughs> to, try to keep them between the lines. Just don't, like, die. <laughs> yeah, just don't exactly. die. Don't die, right? But but no, but I mean it's it's the consistency. I think that's something that um, that I I have done it pretty well at every store. I, I, I you know it's a it's constant battle. I'm not always consistent, right? And um, but consistency is is what it takes to really to really manage people to elevate people. If you consistently let people get away with things, they're going to continue to do those things. If you consistently let people get you know two shortcuts and and take shortcuts and you know skip steps of the sale or whatever it may be they're going to do that if you consistently let people you know not make their phone calls in the day they're going to do that and then they're going to fall in those habits and you're not going to be able to break them out of it um just like a dog right, right. you know so and without a lot more work right so if you're consistent every day in your management and your style and and and, and holding your people accountable accountability is key um you know that's that's key to management to me right now so to basically to sum it up it starts at the top yeah i mean it, it literally it, does it, it starts does. with you and shit just trickles downhill rolls downhill it does absolutely i mean if i'm not consistent with my managers then they're not consistent with their people then then they're not consistent in their sales process they're not going to elevate themselves your job as a manager is not to you know they always talk about uh, you know a boss tells you where to go a leader you know leads you in right is in the front leading you in there um, that's a manager's job. It, it's not to it's not to to desk deals and work numbers and appraise cars. Yeah, that's part of it. That's part of our job, obviously. But really, our job is to elevate our people. Like I, you know, I think I posted on uh, one guy who just got a management job. And congratulations. Uh, yeah, you did in the Dominator Sales yeah, Group. Saw it the other today, yesterday. It starts with an M. Anyways, but yeah, congratulations on that. But now it's time to learn how to elevate your people. You said you can get one guy to do thirty. Now it's time to get the whole team to get thirty. Exactly. One guy doing thirty, hey, that's that's easy, and you know all I gotta do is find the right guy, right? Right? I gotta find the guy with the work ethic. I gotta find the guy who wants to They're wants wanting. to do it, wants it more than anybody else, and yeah, that's easy. How do I take the rest of the team? And we talked about that all the time, man. He'd be in my office, and and we started to do it together, trying to do it with the rest of the team. How do we take these guys and elevate them from eight cars to ten cars, from ten cars to twelve cars, from twelve cars, and keep keep that elevation going to where they're eventually doing twenty? 
And I'll tell you, it's just consistency. It's consistency, consistency and accountability. Keeping it going every single day, looking at um, Jerome Witt, who's one of our regional managers. He says a manager is a good checker, right? Yeah. You got to be checking in. You can't, and, and it's so easy for us to just get swallowed up in our day. You know, um, you, you got to do this deal, praise this car. You got this upset customer. You got this going through service. You got this problem. You got to get a driver out to here. You got to do this dealer trade. You know, easy. I get it. It's easy to get sucked into that. But if you are consistent and hold your people accountable, your job becomes easier. Your job becomes, you know, to constantly just check on them and make sure your job is is, is holding those reins and keeping everybody in line. You know, my dad says you got a team of, a team of horses, I, I eight horses that. pulling, right? And one of them starts to go out of line, the whole team struggles, right? But if you can keep all of them going and they're going, man, you can just rock. On that note, you just made me remember something. One day you weren't it was you weren't holding the meeting or you were, maybe you were out doing something your dad showed up and did a meeting that him and I had a one on one this is right recently not recently it was right when I started right in the beginning for maybe first month mm-hmm. two months whatever and he came back and <clears throat> he came in and he said mark you want to be a great salesman you got to learn to be a chameleon yeah you've got to learn how to be a chameleon you got to be able to meet the customer they're at and you got to be able to come who they want you to become who you want they want you to be and you're going to be able to sell it and it's one piece of advice i've actually taken and given to many of my my students mm-hmm. if you will and it's working. So I just we gotta come up with a good name for them. Like <clears throat> for the students, Genesonites or something. <laughs> like <that>. Well, Kevin <laughs> wants to come up with a name for the, he does. Like he's trying to come up with a name. Like you know, uh, ClickFunnels guys, they're funnel hackers, yeah. and like my friend Ryan Stumans, they're uh, Ryan Stumans guys are like sav- sales savages and shit like that. There you go. I don't really have anything cool yet. So if you guys get any ideas, put it out there. Yeah, throw it out. But before we, um, so I want to go. I'm gonna give you the floor for a couple minutes. These are all I like to ask a little bit. Just give you some some advice or not give you advice. Ask for advice. Just about life, because I know you're, you're also big on life, and you've helped me. You know, you you made the call to get the bed into rehab, and you've um, one time you told me that you. I said, "Dude, you saved my life. You saved all these other people's lives." And you're like, "Fuck, it gets old saving." <laughs> Not that it gets old, but you're like, it gets hard that everybody, you know. Um, but for some of those guys out there right now, what did it? I knew you didn't have to do that for me, right? Nobody. I mean, I was pretty much down on my. Uh, even though I still fucked up after we got out of there, you took the you took it and you put the ball in motion. And what does it take? To care about somebody so much, because I don't think at that time it's dollar signs. Regardless, I'm the best person that I was the best. It didn't really mm-hmm. matter. Mm-hmm. It was about my life, and I know you guys were raised differently. So for these people out there that are that are struggling or are going through something, or people that have, there's a lot of people that are in the family that want to help somebody with addiction and stuff like that. What does it take to come alongside alongside somebody who's hurt you over and over and be able to help them? It's a tough question. It, it's tough. Um, and yeah, like I said, <laughs> and it's funny that you brought that up. That you know, it gets old, and it, it doesn't get get old, but it, it gets tough. It gets trying to constantly. Uh, but hey, you know what? Uh, I learned a lot in the past couple of years, especially going through what I went through. And nobody's perfect, right? And um, we all make mistakes. You know, my dad always says, you know, God's the only one that doesn't make mistakes. You're not a mistake, right? You're not a mistake. At that time, you probably felt like you were the biggest mistake on the face of the planet. You probably felt like you were a smear, right? Yep. And and uh, but he, God doesn't make mistakes. And now look what you're doing. I, I thought about that on my way in here today. The the, the time it took me, the 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 drama and not not drama. It, it actually wasn't a ton of drama, but just the the mental angst that it went through dealing with you and, and trying to get you to to go to rehab and get through it all and, and, and come back and be, and be who you are today. That time that it took me to do that, create, help create you, right? All right. And now look at how many lives you're touching. Quite a few. Right, exactly. Thousands. So 
how many lies have I touched now just because of that, right? right. Um, so that's kind of what keeps me going with it. And I mean, uh, and I learned that from my dad, and there's no, there's no question about that. He's always been that way. You know, our thing is we want to build people's lives. We start with our employees, and then we move on to our, our customers and then our communities, you know. Um, we want to build people's lives and, uh, and elevate people. You know, we want to elevate people's lives. So, um, you know, I, I kind of lost my train of thought there where I was going on that. But, you know, it's, it's life is, as, I got, as I've gotten older, as I've gone through my own stuff, nobody's got to figure it out, right? I mean, you may look at somebody and you think they got to figure it out. We put these people on pedestals and guys are, they're not, they're human beings. Mark, right. Mark's a human being. I'm a human being. I've made mistakes. I've, and, you know, I've taken my lumps. I've, I've been hurt and I've hurt others, you know. Right. Nobody's got to figure it out. I mean, I've seen it all. But what, you know, what I try to find is to just try to be a little bit better every day. You know, well, uh, Disney, I talk about Disney a lot too in the meetings, but Disney talks about, um, you know, it's real hard to turn that one big dial, right? You can't be, you can't, you know, all of a sudden become Mark Jennison in one night, right? You can't, right. You can't all of a sudden get this following. You can't move that big dial. It's too hard to move that big dial. You got to take a look and see what affects that big dial is all the little dials below. And so if you can t- take them all and just turn them 1%, right? Um, kind of goes against what I was saying that Gary V says, but... But not really, because if you can just every day take something and, and, and learn a little bit, get a little bit better, um, setting goals is huge. You know, like I said, we put our goals out there. We've been hitting our goals. And it's amazing how when you put them out there, even if you fall a little bit short, it's amazing how much closer you get, right? And I know guys can say, oh, yeah, I'm going to set 20, you know, I'm going to sell 20 cars. Okay, great. Uh, you want to sell 30 cars? Great. How are you going to do it? What are those little dials that you're going to turn? Uh, in my life recently, I started to take a look at it, and uh, um, I figured out that, and this may you know sound bad, but I figured out that at 46 years, my, my, when my kids are both 18, I'll be 46 years old, right? Um, and so I said, I don't not necessarily that I want to retire at 46 years old, but I want to have the ability to, right? So if I said, okay, kids are out of the house, I'm completely done with everything, and I want to go do whatever I want to do, right? In, in, I want to have that ability to do that. So I started looking at my own personal finances. <laughs> when I started to take a look at them, all of a sudden it's like, well, crap, you just went through a divorce. You just, you know, <laughs> oh, man, things aren't looking so hot, right? But again, it's, it's taking those little dials. And I didn't improve it overnight, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's taking a little bit to improve it. And, and not, not, not that I'm you know, at the point where I can retire, but I can see the path that I'm on. And that's what keeps me going, right? It keeps me every day I can look at it and say, hey, I can see this path. That's why writing your goals down that big poster that you have is so important, right? right? But every day, if you can just improve something just a little bit, just tweak something a little bit and have that end goal in mind, I mean, that's, that's, the, best, that's the best lesson I can give you right now in life. So with that, that kind of goes exactly what I said. You could just be 1% better. Where are you at in 100, where are you at in 100 days? 100% better, right? Exactly. I mean, it, just, it just is what it is. So we're going to wrap it up right there, Scotty. Thanks for coming on. I appreciate it, man. Um, we're going to be back. I know I got some more shows next week. If you guys have any comments, put them below. We'll come in. I'll come back in. I'll answer them. I appreciate you guys yeah, showing up again. Put the link you. in there. I'll put the link in there. But any questions for me, especially your manager, the manager, guys, right. guys, those kind of guys, guys, shoot them on over to Mark. I'll watch the page. I'll and he'll right on. He'll uh, tag me in them. So. See you guys later. See you.